Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam, and I'm here. Look, y'all, I know I say this every week that I'm here with a, a special guest, but but this one, you know, hits close to home in my heart. It's like, this takes me back to co- like freshman year in college. Uh, this is for my forever homecoming queen, <laughs> oh. Dr. Toria Bryant. So, um, Introduce yourself, tell them, you know, tell the people, the good people what you do. Hey, y'all. So I'm Toria Brown. I am a graduate of the University of Louisiana at Monroe. What up? I, yep, yep, yep. Uh, I then matriculated at University of Arkansas for medical sciences and got a master's in biochemistry. I thought I wanted to do cancer research, but then I found out that wasn't my ministry. And I decided to go into medicine. Uh, I'm board certified in emergency medicine. And I also have four children. I have a wonderful husband. Um, I work primarily at a level two trauma center here in Louisiana, in Hammond, actually. And I do work at a rural emergency room in Franklinton. It's one of those critical access hospitals, kind of like eight bed ERs, where most small communities in Louisiana have those small ERs. That's me. Yo, don't don't let her minimize this, y'all. this lady do it all. Like she does it all. She she doing this. She's she's a great mother, a great wife. Um, killing as a doctor, not killing as a doctor. That's probably the wrong word to say. So she's healing it as a healing it. it as a doctor, and um, and she's nice on that Peloton. Did I did I? I yes, I that's my new jam. Yeah, I can't be getting on that just yet. I'm I'm gonna have to just my therapist said I just I should just walk. And, and and get myself in the in the habit of exercising. You can walk um, with the Peloton app. Yeah, you know what? You, you and Pam was telling me about this Peloton app. I'm, all right, all right. I got to get right. I got to get right. Yeah, you're right. Get right. Get right. I tell everybody it works. Y'all living right for my Lord and Savior. Right. So, uh, my phone going off crazy, but um. I want to do like a little icebreaker. It's not really an icebreaker because we know each other, like I said, for years. But um, <laughs> I do this thing called Damn If You Know, because I'm damn if you know and you know me, because so you know. Um, <laughs> so what we what I do is I find like interesting questions, maybe little clips from from TikTok to some. I'm, I'm always on TikTok and uh, don't don't laugh. <laughs> um, Brooklyn made me do it, and so and so now I'll be finding stuff on TikTok, right? So. I want. I saw this um, the other day, and I thought I immediately thought about you. I was like, "So this this could be no more than just a reaction from you or whatever." But I just wanted to play it for you to see if you knew about this. So uh, here we go. If I can get it right. Tips tips from the ER. 
you should get vaccinated. Yes, of course, you can still get COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated. The same way you can still get pregnant if you use birth control, and the same way you can still die from a car accident if you use a seatbelt. But that doesn't mean you're not going to use the birth control or the seatbelt. The vaccine is not a cure, motherfuckers. It is a layer of protection, up to 95%. 95% is not 100%. They've been telling you this since day one. You can still get COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated. We didn't kill the virus. It's still very much there. But the vaccine helps protect you from developing severe symptoms from the virus so you don't die. It also reduces the risk of you spreading the virus so other people don't die. Did you think about that? Of course not, you selfish fuck. There are people around the world who would give up their left nut for a vaccine shot, and you're worried that it's some government scheme to microchip and track you? They're tracking you through your phones, motherfuckers. Get your vaccine shots. <laughs> so I feel I feel like, and we're gonna talk about COVID a little later, but I, I felt like that um, just knowing you and seeing how you interact on social media, I felt, I felt like that conveyed a strong message that that, that normally that, that you would say to people in, in their faces. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, let, let's talk about this 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 ER doc stuff because um, like I, like, I, like I told people, I I've known you for a long time. Um, I always tell this story all the time, even to this day, that um, me me and my friend Sharonda, we end up seeing you working. Uh, I forget the name of the office. Um, the RHA office, but we, we saw you saw you in there working. We was talking to you, and I, and I, and I walked back from from there. I was like, Sharonda, I am going to make it my life goal, well, at least in college anyway, for me to be her friend because Aww. I feel like I feel like if 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 I can get Tori to be my friend, then uh, I'm on my way. And, uh, <laughs> and I, she'll she'll testify to it now because she was like, oh, uh, okay, and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. So. I don't know. I tricked you somehow. So, uh, oh my gosh, no, you good people, you good people. <laughs> oh, that my whole week. Thank you. But, <laughs> but as you talked about it, you you have you have had a lot of schooling. You you realized mm-hmm. that cancer research was not for you. Mm-hmm. What what made you choose emergency medicine? Well, when I was in med school, we get to rotate through different areas of medicine. Now, when I first came into school, my life dream had always to be a pediatrician. And when I went to med school, we started kind of seeing different areas. You realize that medicine is not much unlike high school. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you got to fit in where you got to get in where you fit in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so the pediatrics guys, they were just very unhappy in my experiences. The surgeons, you know, some of those were like the jocks. Dermatology were like the, you know, the, the pretty bougie girls it was just you know that's just you know just generally speaking but emergency medicine for me they were just cool laid back as a group but and then it also gave me the opportunity to do uh, a variety of things I didn't just just get to do peds or just get to do OB um, it was the aspect of trauma you know uh, you really have to be you know quick on your feet you have to have a clear head, can't allow your emotions to take over. You have to be a critical thinker. And I loved it. It was never where I had to ha- hold on to a pager. Oh, that was horrible. Uh, you know, paging at three in the morning out of a cold sleep to come do something that, you know, ah, nah, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Oh, I just, I love being in the ER. I love, I feel like I made a difference and I feel like I do make a difference still in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I see things on TV all the time and, I, and, and even, even still just thinking about it, like, I'm like, like Taurus and ER, like, I, like it's gotta be like interesting every day, something, something yeah. different happening. That's yeah. the other part too. It's never the same day twice. <laughs> it's, it's you know, and I have some friends who are like in primary care, and then they have offices, and so it's just every day walking into the office, and you know, and for me, it just it can kind of become a day, and so that's why, like in the ER, and then you never know what's coming. You know, you could be hanging out at your desk, you know, typing up notes, and then you hear somebody boom. Run through the door. I'll never forget when I was doing my residency at Earthen Long at Baton Rouge. I could hear this boom, 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 boom. It was a mom running into the ER with her like three-year-old in her arms because the dad had jacked the car up and the jack slipped and hit the baby. And mm. she literally ran into the ER. I mean, barefoot, but she was, I'm talking about hauling tail with that baby, but you can hear it. And the trauma baby was in the back of the ER. And so you could hear her coming through that ER, and it was, it was. I'm telling you, and and you just, I was just typing, minding your business, and you hear boom, boom, boom. You're like, what the hell is going on? We've had people come in, not breathing, and and it's like, let's go. You'll be quick on your feet. Let's go. Let's move, because the decisions you make uh, are life and death, and that's that's what's really interesting. Because it's never a day I'm sitting at a meeting or I'm, you know, listening to, you know, just reports on you know random labs you know no we're we're constantly moving constantly shaking so I, I like that uh variety i like the spontaneity of it and i just like to be able to help some you know help people overall you know like you came in and i told everyone hey this is the worst day of your life you come to your this is one of the worst days of your life let's help make it better mm. oh i like that i like that so that so the spontaneity in in a cha- and, 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 and just being challenged every day, obviously one of the best parts about um, working there for you. Mm-hmm. What's 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 one of the drawbacks? What's the thing that you could you wish you could do without, but it's it's part of the gig? It's is I can I'm only one person. That's the thing that I say all the time. I can never be in two places at one time. It was I had one night where I had three critical patients in rooms side by side and they, in the trauma bay, in the trauma center, we have multiple physicians working. But in the nurses, there's one nurse that dictates which doctor gets which patient. And for some reason, I had, you know, somebody who had a car accident and their lungs had dropped. And I had another one have a stroke. And, another one, and I said, let me tell y'all something. I can only be in one place at one time. And it gets, it can get a little overwhelming. But you really have to compartmentalize, prioritize also. Um, and that helps you kind of maintain your peace. Like, okay, well, what's most important? Well, the person with the drop lung is most important because they can't breathe and we got to get that back together and just keep going from there. See, that's, that's why it, it couldn't be me. Uh, I'm, I am struggling just to be talking to people about their problems. I'm doing that shit for free. Like, <laughs> I think, I think, and I think I like have like adult ADD, so like I'm just like all over the place. I'm doing eight things at one time. I'm like that at the house. I'm cooking. I'm doing laundry. I'm getting ready for a party, and it's just like it's you know it's it's fine. You know I can do that for a, a small amount of time. You know, after, and after a while, I was like, all right, so I'm cute. That's how it is. How it is at work, and I don't have to bring anything from work home. So as an ER doctor, when your shift ends, your shift ends. 
you know, I don't have to, even though I care very much about folks like, you know, Jane Doe's situation, at whatever o'clock it becomes Dr. You know, Dr. Smith situation, not mm. Dr. Brown situation anymore. We get everything taken care of, you know, either in the emergency room, we say, you're going to go home, you're going to go upstairs. Only one of two places you're going. We got to figure out which one that is. I, I guess that helped because that, that was another thing that I had in my head. I'm like, how do you how do you juggle it with work with work life balance, especially you know with both husband and four kids? Yeah, I have a um, I have a good friend. Actually, he's my older son's godfather, who basically told me, "Look, we work hard and we play hard." And essentially, he taught me. Yeah, he and his wife been together since we were in med school. They met. Um, were dating and later got married uh, when I was pregnant with my first child about 15 years ago. And basically he told me, you know, like you always need to take a trip with your husband. You always need to do a girl's trip and you always, you always need to have some time to yourself. Like I have plenty of time to myself when the kids are in school. So, you know, like have something that I do outside of medicine is that, you know, I'm not picking up crocheting where of course right now it's Peloton, you know, um, but is it something that you can do outside of medicine? It, and you have to because that's what keeps you mentally balanced. Um, you know, my kids are big in sports. I'm at their games. I'm scheduling my schedule around their stuff. Uh, my husband and I take a trip once a year, at least once a year. Um, or sometimes we'll just drive, you know, to the coast, to Destin, um, just for a weekend. You know, you got to have those, those moments where you unplug a little bit. I do unplug once a week, every year. To be with my family, I'm not answering emails. I'm not answering messages. I'm not don't don't look for me. Look for me, and I'm gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that for your mental stability because as a, a physician, you're a chronic, you're a constant giver. You know, you're giving of yourself to help people all day, every day. As a mom, I'm giving. As a wife, I'm giving. And you have to take time to nurture yourself. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned, and I think that's helps sustain you. Well, I, I need to learn from you on that one because I, <laughs> I struggle with the self care. Like I, like I just, I just finished my therapy session prior to, um, you know, you know, us get, getting on, and and she, that's what she asked me. So, what are you doing for self care? Um, yes. um it has to be something. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I always struggle with self care. Like it's, like I, I, every time I'm asked, um, whatever therapist I'm, I'm, I'm with, every time I'm asked, they they ask me and I'm and I'm like deer in the headlights. I'm like, oh, I, I, I got it, I got a haircut. Um, no, it has to be something where you can relax. You you have it's a must because your mind has to turn off. Even if it's just a bath, that's only my um patients are even if it's a bath with a glass of wine. Something you can do to just be like, oh, yeah. See, my mind don't turn off, so I, I need I need to figure it out. Yeah, like um, I told I told you prior to us for starting record, I'm like, I was like up up at, at night, I was I'm going over notes and looking at stats, like, well, maybe we can talk about this, and it, it just it just doesn't shut down. But I am going to get there. I am going to get there. Um, it's a work in progress. I think it's a work in progress. All right, so I have a question that I, I gotta I gotta ask you. And I know, and, and forgive my ignorance because I don't know nothing about medicine. I can't tell you the last science class I took, and I probably cheated on somebody. No, I didn't cheat because just Katie Brooklyn is listening. Daddy has never cheated on nothing in his oh life. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which now it's a crazy question. 
which show on television that you that you know of? Not trauma, life in the ER, because that that's the reality show. And I'm I'm assuming that's pretty 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 damn near on point. But which show on TV would do you feel like most? I know that because I know when they they hype it up for the drama. Which one mostly kind of sort of gets it right? I just yeah. try to have a vision in my head. No TV show. Now there's one show that's uh, Untold Stories of the ER. Mm. That's definitely accurate. But all the TV shows, uh, I, I watch Grey's Anatomy just for the storyline. But uh, yeah, there are no surgeons in the ER. <laughs> so, so nobody, nobody having that much sex in the call room. Okay, gotcha. no, yeah. anyway, call rooms are not that nice. They're not cheap. <laughs> that was see in my mind. I was like. It's gotta be a cross between Grey's Identity and Scrubs. That's what I was thinking. Okay, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that fun ever. I wish. All right, so what? Um, and you've told a lot of stories so far, so the, you might have told the, the the one, but but what? Prior to COVID, what 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 mm-hmm. was the the weirdest, like strangest, like the the, the most memorable? Um, ER trauma that, that came to you that you were like, what the hell is going on? It undoubtedly is when I was working at a university hospital in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. A man oh. attempted to commit suicide with a crossbow. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh. So you hear it, like, wait a minute, gunshot, overdose, something, something, crossbow. Okay, crossbow. Oh. And of course, he's unsuccessful. He was like, huh. A couple bows in his chest. <laughs> I don't even. I wouldn't even know how to react to that. Like, I'm, uh, oh, girl, you you a real one. You the MVP. Uh, you deserve a damn award. Yeah, I'm about to get you one. I'm about to get you one this year. I'm about to work it in. Let me. You know what? I'm writing it down right now. Tori, that is so award. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um, okay, I I just I kind of. I kind of thank you for indulging me in that because I, I I know I know we got a serious topic to talk about, but I I I, I got to take the opportunity when I when, when I podcast with you because we hadn't talked in a while. Sit there and pick your brain about this stuff. It's just been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but but right now there's a lot going on in the world, especially in the in the world of of of, of medicine and pertaining to COVID. Like, Tori, this shit getting crazy again. Staying crazy, yeah. getting back crazy. I don't know if it ever ever stopped being crazy. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's to a point now where, like I said, I was up late last night looking up at stats and different stories. I am I am bugging. So, t- tell us for, for off the rip. I know you talked. I, I, we talked about it with them. If you know um, that you agree wholeheartedly with what the guy was saying about getting the vaccine. Why should people get the vaccine if, if in the, if they're in their minds they're like okay I still might get COVID anyway? So and this is what I tell patients I have many of family members who will not get the vaccine and I don't I really think choosing to get the vaccine is a very personal decision right you have to really decide what's going to be the best situation for you. And there are a lot of people who just don't want to get a quote-unquote experimental drug. Um, and I feel like that's fine if you want me to be perfectly honest. Um, I feel like the vaccine gives a layer of protection 
um, from what I'm seeing, it's it's you don't really hear all the cases where oh everybody got COVID but me and I'm vaccinated. We hear the opposite, right? Because that's what makes the headlines. That's what makes the news. Right. Um, I decided to go ahead and get it because I'm around it way too much. People just walk into the ER and then they say, I have a toothache because the stigma with COVID, right? Well, I have a toothache and you walk into the ER and go, I got COVID. I'm like, wait, hold on. You know, like, um, but if you, the thing, so two parts, you know, the vaccine absolutely will protect you. And I feel like, hey, it would give you at least a chance to not have to be intubated, not have to be critically ill. You know, at least you have the opportunity there. If you choose to not get the vaccine, the other side of that, I tell you, then you need to make sure you're doing other things to enhance your immune system, to protect yourself, and to do everything you can to continue to give yourself a layer of protection. Uh, it, those two, those two sides, I completely agree with. You know, so if you choose not to get vaccinated, but maybe you're taking vitamin C, you're taking zinc, you're sanitizing everything, you're wearing a mask, you're not in crowds. Hey, go for what you know. That's completely understandable. Now, if you're someone who you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't want to get a mask, you just you know you just you go into parties and concerts and you just don't care. I think that's reckless. I think is. And those are the main people who are literally breaking down the doors that you are. I told a woman, um, not that long ago, I said, she said, what, what, what am I going to do if I'm short of breath? What am I going to do? And I said, I can tell you what, there are three doctors in this emergency room. Imagine what happens if six people show up short of breath and they can't breathe. There's only three mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the thing, because even if you get the vaccine, there is some effect that will decrease the likelihood of you have a severe disease. But if you want to take that risk, it's understandable. You know, the vaccine is not yet FDA approved. It's still considered experimental. And I can appreciate people having that, you know, that stance or that opinion. I, I completely appreciate it. Well, I'm not gonna lie, it, it took me a while. It took me a while. Like I, I like I literally just finished my second dose um probably two weeks ago. And it it and it was look, I mean when you, especially, especially with, with, with black people in the South, with experimental drugs, we right. talking about, so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, I need to take it. My mama didn't say nothing, but she kept looking at me like, so you're not going to, you're not going to get it. My wife. I think that there was, there were black people who helped develop this drug also. So, and then if you look at it, how, who are the people because there's somebody who posted on that. I don't say anything when people post things like this, but they post something like, oh, 300 people died and they had the vaccine. So they don't work. Don't get it. And I'm like, well, and there's somebody saying these. And I was like, well, if 300 people with the vaccine died, I promise you 3,000 without the vaccine died right. too. Um, that That is the statistic that needs to be you know, put out there. Because people are like, oh, we want the truth. And I understand that too. But you got to have the whole picture. You can't, you know, pick and choose which data points you want to go on. You know, it has to be all of it. I can tell you what I'm seeing is unvaccinated people are not doing well, especially if you're real heavy, you're black, you have high blood pressure, you have diabetes, especially women, a lot of women. Mm. Um, it's it's scary. And, you know, if, if, there was, if they told me, hey, I, you can take something to give yourself a chance, 
So I was seeing that, um, like last night, I saw this article that about eight states um, make up um, 51% of the patients that are hospitalized um, due to COVID. And, and guess where those states are? In the South, mostly. Yeah. So, you know, but, but, and it gives you, and so it makes perfect sense, right? Because how COVID is spread the most indoors. Where is everybody in the south in the middle of June? Mm. Yeah, it's hot outside. We it's hot outside. It's hot. We inside. We inside. Yeah. <laughs> we not outside. We inside. So when you look at us, like you said, those eight states are looking good because most of them are, are southern states. Pretty much the southeast. And, and um, you're so right because the the one state that's not in the that's not in the the south, Nevada, and it's hot as shit there. So yeah, you're right. There you go. That makes a lot of sense. Right, and that's. That's the point. And, and when you start going indoors, um, if that's when you start, because if you look at this, if you look at our numbers, uh, we have in April, maybe the end of March, April, May, uh, the first of June, our numbers were so low. Why? The outside. There's not, I haven't seen or heard of any major transmissions of COVID outside. Mm-hmm. Um, even, um, if, if you have, because there's air moving around, and it's like, you know, a, a breeze or something, so you're not necessarily sharing the same quote-unquote airspace with someone else as you are inside. So if you got 40 people inside of a house or a, a venue at a wedding, that's dangerous. Well, you, you actually made me feel better with that because, like, last year, I, I was having... Um, talks with my mom. This is before the vaccine came out, obviously. But last year I was having talks with my mom, and my mom was like, "Baby, have you left the house today?" No, ma'am. They keep the COVID outside. Mm-mm. I ain't, I ain't left. <laughs> I, I, I go through a drive-through. I, I don't look at the people when they mm-hmm. when when they pass me the bag. I just feel for the bag. I just feel for the bag. Oh, I didn't want God. no problems. And so she she literally, yeah. but but you know me, I I suffer with depression and I'm hitting this I'm in this apartment by myself. It's like you need to get you gotta get out of the house. You cannot isolate. So it's it's that right. it's that it's it's that fear for me that that had me like hesitant about just doing anything with it. But uh like I said it's the more the more uh research has 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 come up and come out like not only have, have I have have I got it and I was hesitant about it. Uh Brooklyn just mm-hmm. Brooklyn just got her first <laughs> dose um, this past week, so I was, you know, excited, and she made that decision on her own. So it's, yeah. it's, it's. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, let me ask you this: I did see this stat, and I want to kind of get your reaction to it. So I saw, I saw something where it said um, 95 percent of physicians um, have. I'm sorry, ninety six percent of physicians um, have 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 had the, the vaccine. Um, but less than fifty percent of nurses have had it. Right. Um, what do you right. think about that, Stan? What? How, how? I mean, you're you're in the trenches. What, what do you think about that? And you know, we were just talking about this uh, that stat because when I think, and I'm not not knocking any nurses out there, but physicians were always um, reading, we're always researching, and. You know, like I'll talk to you if I have friends who are in infectious disease and internal medicine who are in ICU and physicians are discussing these data points and what's going on and what's happening. Um, 
And I think as a physician, we have a broader, um, not understanding, but a broader view of what's going on in medicine. Whereas in comparison, maybe a nurse who just works on you know, the OB unit, um, she may not be seeing COVID as I see nurses seeing COVID, mm-hmm. right? Um, and her friends working OB and labor delivery and well baby, and she doesn't feel like there's a need for her. You know, just an example. Um, and so she, I don't know that the I'm saying the nurses don't read research, I'm not saying that, but I do think as physicians, our networking is a little bit more across different fields of medicine. So across, you know, ER versus ICU versus internal medicine versus all of these, you know, cardiology. And then, you know, we, we're constantly, I'm constantly reading papers, listening to lectures on COVID, cardiac COVID and all these different things. Whereas maybe you're, you know, you're like a psych nurse, you're not really in doing that. You know, they, they, they could have worked 12 hours shifts. Sure. So, um, and then they are not, maybe they don't have a friend who works in ICU or in infectious disease. And so um, I do have an issue with it because I feel bad because the nurses are the ones who are with the patients the longest. Right, exactly. As a physician, we got my pop in, hey, how you doing? Okay, bye, peace out. And the nurses are the rest of the time. Uh, and but I have seen nurses a lot more lax with their PPE. You know, they're not masking up, they're not gowning. And then you'll see the physicians, you know, with poppers on, you know, with the full face mask with the gown and the two sets of gloves. And, you know, it is a difference among physicians and nurses. I think we're a lot more afraid, a lot more concerned. <clears throat> we wear consistently, I see physicians wearing all the PPE, all the, the gown, the glove, the mask, everything. Um, and traditionally, I've seen some nurses just you know, walk into the room with no glove now. You know, walk into the room with just a simple mask. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I just think maybe that they either have had it and they're okay, like, oh, it's not that bad, or they just, they're just very skeptical about it. Yeah. I, and, and and you get, I I and I, and I see it. I, I I get it. You know, you get lax, especially before the the, the Delta variant came you out. You know, it's like okay, I, I got my vaccine. You know, I'm washing my hands. The CDC saying we can go outside. You know, you know we we can do our thing. Yeah, I'm about to take me a trip. Right. I'm about to start doing this. Wait, the numbers creeping back up. What's what's happening? So I I can see that happening. And then plus you you're t- you're tuning out so much stuff because. Like people are using this as political pl- platforms, and and you right. and, and so it makes you want to turn off the news and turn off everything completely, not even do research. To be like, I'll be all right. Um, right. How frustrating is it for for when, when you see stuff like, uh, you know, Texas governor had to be overruled for a, for a mask mandate, and and mm-hmm. you know for 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 school districts and in Florida, the Santi like, oh, this mess. dude is crazy. So how does, how does that frustrate you being on the front lines and, and seeing this firsthand? It's extremely frustrating because you know that, <clears throat> I'm not saying that if you put a mask on, you're not going to get COVID. And the example I give is I have a, a, I had a clinic one day and a lady sat down across me and she went, because <sighs> she was frustrated. But I'm like, you just entered your entire lung context all in my face, right? 
but she wasn't being malicious. She didn't realize she was doing it. She just sighed because she was frustrated about not losing weight or whatever her issue was at that moment. And I think people don't realize they're sneezing, they're coughing, they're just exhaling out in your face all the time. Um, and they're just not perceptive of what they're doing. So a mask can at least help cover their cough, their cover, because people don't cover their cough. You, know, you tell your baby, oh, cover your cough, sneeze into your elbow. People don't do that. Right. They, I shoot, all in the store, just, and. Oh, so disgusting. So disgusting. Right, and you'll be right there next to him trying to pick up some cereal. And you're like, Leo, sir, excuse you. <clears throat> people are in general nasty. And yeah. they'll pick their nose and then pick up cereal and then say, oh, I don't want that. Yeah. Excuse me. Did you? Uh-uh. And that's the thing to me is that the mask makes you a little bit more conscious. Like, okay, well, I'm not breathing all in somebody else's face. I'm not sneezing all outside. And I'm not going to touch my nose or my mouth and touch something else. That's how the mask help with decreasing the spread of COVID. The mask is not a miracle thing, right? You know, like that miracle going to get by online and you know, give you the prize from Jesus. That's not the mask. <laughs> it's not. And people... And be, making it a political thing is is the most asinine thing in the world because why now you, you're starting to see Republicans kind of backtrack and say wait get your shot get the mask but it, it, it's almost a little a little too little too late because they have the divide is there and you want to make a divide about something that deals with public health. And it's the most ridiculous thing in this world. You know, where when can the politicians all come together and say, this is for the better good of our country and the people, people of this nation versus, well, because you're a Democrat and said this, I don't want to do it because I'm a Republican or vice versa. Like, this is, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah, uh, I I can imagine because I'm, I'm frustrated, you know, just, just from since that I have to follow this stuff uh, weekly for my other podcast, so you know I'm I'm looking through the news and I'm going through this and I'm making sure that I'm in the know about it. And I'm frustrated, like why are y'all doing it? So to, to be to be dealing with it where you you're seeing people like being intubated and and and, and dying. Yeah. That's I, I've called it. I I know that Grey's Anatomy had it right when they did the story. I remember watched that, but when they did their story about COVID. Um, so many people are dying. And now the first wave of COVID, it was fine. Nobody really, I didn't really see a lot of deaths. It wasn't that terrible. Most people were just laying up on a vent for two or three weeks and what have you. This wave, when I tell you, I had a 27-year-old die, a 32-year-old die, and it's like within two weeks, they go. When we had a 42-year-old man, I don't think he made it to the day. He was not okay when I left the hospital on Friday morning. Um, and he had went camping. And this is what's crazy. He went camping with, it was he and his wife and maybe two or three other couples. One of the couples is a nurse. The nurse works at a nursing home and they get tested for COVID every year. So she got tested on Thursday and they all went to the trip on Friday. And Friday she had the phone call that she was COVID positive. So her and her spouse said, well, hey, she's going to pause and we'll stay away if y'all want us to, but we're already here. And the other couple said, well, yeah, you can stay. It's fine. 
and the other couple, which another couple, which was this man that I'm suspecting won't make it through the weekend, was one of those couples. And you almost want to say, why? Why would you expose yourself? And then to the nurse, why would you expose them? Why would you willingly, knowingly do that to someone else? No regard, no regard. And, you, and that's the scary thing about COVID is because you don't know how your body is going to behave when it gets this infection. Right, right. And that and that's, that's what scares me the most. It's like... Um, Nah, yeah, I, I have my my underlying issues and everything, so I'm I'm trying to do the things that I need to do in in, in addition to the vaccine, which um, we'll we'll cover that in a second. Um, but that I don't know if I'm going to deal with this like it's a really bad cold mm-hmm. it'll be out for a while, or I don't know if I'm gonna deal with this where I'm gonna be in the hospital, right. and that's what and that's the scary scary. Thing. And that's and that's what's what's <clears throat> what's really starting to mentally affect healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, ER, ICU, uh, radiology, all these different departments. Is we're starting to see codes like code blue. People trying to see people dying, you know, once in two, one or two a day, and that's per your shift. That's my EOR shift. I had I work at the, the rural hospital I worked at. I had two COVID deaths each night. I never ever did anything like that at that hospital. At my trauma hospital, at least one code, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six doctors a day, uh, six doctors during the day, and then there's more doctors at night. Each one of us would have seen at least one death. That doesn't make any sense, right? That that showing you that this variant is is like I say, I'm coming for you. Like you got to do what you can and what you need to do to keep yourself safe. And so many people aren't doing that. Yeah, um, yeah, because especially with the variants uh, and like they now new research saying the the, the lambda is, is vaccine resistant and, and I don't yeah. know. Is 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 no? Supposedly, it's, lambda it's, is yeah. supposed to be. Better. I thought it was to be better with the vaccine. I don't know. I think I, I think I saw something last night. They, I, don't, I don't think it's anything uh, definitive. Yeah, right. but yeah, I, I think it was some one little article that I I, I saw. It's scary. Yeah. And and then with Delta, Delta Plus, Lambda, uh, Mu, Phi, Omega, Kappa. <laughs> <Kappa>. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I didn't play it, so I'm 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 shook. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't I don't, know it's to, to me. I said in the beginning because he was like, "Oh, we're, what about herd immunity? We're gonna get herd, herd. Have you heard of immunity from the flu? The flu has been here forever, right? You never got mm-hmm. rid of the flu. It keeps changing. They got the A1N1, the B1, the the. It's just, it's gonna be the same thing for COVID in my in my prediction. It's going to continue to be yeah. a variance every, every whatever year or few months, and just like the flu, there's so many different variations of the flu. So, and we never had herd immunity to the flu, so I don't think we're going to have this immunity to COVID. Right, makes sense. It's a virus, so I mean, viruses naturally just adapt yeah, and change. change. All right. Um. So before we start talking about preventative measures, I do want to go into one of my, my newest segments on the show. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Um, one of my new, newest segments on the show is called Damn University. You know, I like the shirt. Um, avail- available link in my bio. Um, 
in this is the advice column part of of the show and here's why i'm apologizing ahead of time because somebody was like sent me this and instead of me sitting there just trying to read off the little note all right i'm gonna ask you because you're an er doctor and you may know you may not know I, i i don't know um the question is this how many Plan B's can you take? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Dang, somebody wilding. Yo, look. So, look. Hot girl summer, baby. Yeah, you know what I mean? Man. That would be a Pam Lewis Williams question, also. Um, but I mean, you can cluster, let me say it like this you can cluster your. Um, Plan B, if it's within two days, no more than three. So if you got down one day and then the next day, Plan B will cover you for both. Oh, see, two for the price. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of money. I don't, I guess you should cover two for the price. I don't know. I don't know. I've, you I've you never... get three days, <laughs> and it's, you get 72 hours for the Plan B. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like two, I, would, I would say to be safe, it's two, two and a half days, right? So if you've been yeah. thotting and you're doing it big, then that one plan B will cover you for those two days. Now, outside those two days, then you better you know, get yourself together. Um, up to 72 hours is what you got for plan B. Hey, you know what? See, you, you, you were well poised with the answer. I had nothing. <laughs> I didn't even want to read all this. I just like, plan B, how much can I? Whoa. That's a lot. Uh, that's, that's a lot of thought. That's a lot of money for thought. See, I'm gonna need to eat the one. You put a rubber on that cheese. I mean, that's worse uh, things that's, than you can get that the plan B. I mean, you know, herpes is real in these streets. Uh, I mean, herpes, herpes is real. Like, I, I remember, I, I remember being scared about herpes like, like 20 years ago when they were like, by 2020, you know, like 80% of people is gonna have herpes and not know it. I'm Ooh. like, what? Well, most people have, um, what's the one they have? Um, HPV. A lot of people have yeah, HPV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that can go undetected. And then some men is the one who carry it, give, give it to women, most likely. Um, but like I'm saying, there's worse things you can come up with than a baby. A high girl summer. So I definitely advocate to wrap it up. And then those are a lot of things you have to worry about. Yeah, you know, there are things that medicine won't cure, and 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 I'm, and I'm glad you said to each his own. So, usually, um, towards the end, and usually, I'll I'll talk to somebody and say, you know, promote your you know social media and what you want to do and 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 what you're what you're slinging. But since you're slinging the gift of life, <laughs> <laughs> since you're doing that. Um, how about you tell us because you are you are very considerate to, to most people be like get it you should get it you you're like okay I understand right. this experimental I understand you know people's viewpoint on it so you talked about certain things that people can do so they're just not completely wild and right. whether they have the vaccine or not so can you so as you sit there and 
and tell people about yourself and everything. We close the show. Can you can you tell people what things that they can do other than getting the vaccine that that, that I help keep them safe? Number one, clean. Right. So if you go somewhere, you want to make sure you wash your hands, you wipe your hands down. Uh, before I get in my car, I, I put 10 times on my hand because whenever I touch, I rarely go to the store. But where it's something I've touched at the hospital or if I ran to the store to grab something, then I'm not putting that in the car. Uh, another thing I do is when I get out of my car, I Lysol it. This uh, little fist of Lysol um, because the kids are coming home from school, I'm coming from the hospital or wherever, you know, that'll kind of help decrease transition. Uh, this next thing is don't wear your shoes in your house. Your shoes have trampled all across a horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, especially in the hospital, and I don't allow anyone to wear shoes in the house. So you have quote unquote house shoes, you know, we all wear Crocs in the house. So you got your Crocs mm-hmm. on, you know, those are for the house. Everything else is for outside. Um, <laughs> in addition to like washing your hands and just those just general things. I recommend taking vitamins. So I take a regimen of vitamins every day. Uh, I take vitamin D3, vitamin C, I take zinc, and I take another multivitamin that has like turmeric and other natural things in there. Uh, One of my good girlfriends, best friends in medicine also, her name is Candace Knight. She does functional medicine and she provides um, also health and advice on natural things. And so I do that also. I, I take those vitamins, um, as I said, zinc, and I get my kids take vitamin C every day, uh, vitamin C and D. Um, another thing, especially for people who have kids, when they come home from school, take the school clothes off. Um, wash mm-hmm. your hands. They, they take the school clothes off. They take a bath. Um, and that helps because, um, and I started all this when my baby was six months old. And this was right, this was about maybe the year before COVID. Uh, she got the flu. And the child can the baby get the flu, the six month old, when she's just sitting here in the house all day with the nanny or with me, she doesn't go outside. Right. And it was because the kids would come home, oh, I want to hold the baby. And they hold her. And little Johnny just sneezed on them on the bus. The kids, of course, have a better immune system than the baby. And they didn't get anything but the baby did. So, um, Basically, those are some just basic things, you know, just making sure, and it's just making it make sense, right? Cleaning, cleaning things, wiping off things, um, sanitizing wherever you can, however you can. There are just times I call fire drills in the house where uh, one of the kids takes Lysol wipes and you're wiping off the light switches, you're wiping off the uh, door handles and the remote control in the house, the most commonly touched items in the house mm-hmm. because, you know, what if someone slipped one day and they didn't wash their hands and they came home? or any of the snack, you know, they just went to the pantry first. Those things help to decrease transmission. Um, anything that helps to boost your immune system will also help. So that's why I mentioned the vitamins. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to go. I got some vitamin C right over here. D3, I'm, about to go, I'm about to go take that. I've been doing that vitamin D and magnesium. These are going to keep you ready. I would say zinc too. Also, you know, I probably got Pepsi. I take a Pepsi tea, uh, and maybe even a baby aspirin. Uh, those are because you know COVID causes blood clots, mm. um, and so if you were to get COVID, I definitely put the put patients on a, a baby aspirin each day. Okay. Uh, I take a baby. I started taking. I started back taking. So I, that was my whole COVID regimen. I started back taking the whole COVID regimen again. Uh, the baby aspirin with the vitamin. 
All right, baby. I, that one I hadn't heard of. So, all right. I'm, I'm Pepsi. definitely going to try Pepsi that one. Pepsi, so much Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said I'm writing it down. I'm, I'm with it because I'm, <clears throat> I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to die. Um, <laughs> Tori. <laughs> I thank you so much. I, I I really appreciate you um joining me to speak on the podcast and, and more importantly, you know, talking about something that it's 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 definitely needing to be be talked about. Yes. Our community um, you, know, you you yeah. You say what? I said our community needs that and they need to hear from you just need to hear just like some reason, you know, like it's, it's fine. You know, it's actually okay. If that's your choice, if that's if you hold on to the guns, Hey, that's, that's what you want to do. But also there are some other things to do. And if, if you choose not to get the vaccine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me this week on this about damn time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.